Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. I don't know if you've had this experience, but I think every year I I feel it when I wake up one day and find out that half of the year is gone. And my clearest remember, remembrance was thinking on the 1st of January of that year, how amazing that we've reached a new year and we're halfway through it. And, of course, with the end of the month of June, we're entering another cycle, the year is half over, the days now are, are getting shorter, at least the, the daylight is. And it may be a time when we have a little leisure in months that are always dedicated to vacations, to looking back and looking forward. I think you will agree with me when I say that 2021 was quite a year. But during that, that time, the six months that we have already experienced of that year, there has been this slow recovery from the pandemic. Societies, economies, schools opening up again. The rate of infection, I think, rather dramatically falling because of the vaccine. And in fact, how, as we go about our business over the past 30 days, there was a kind of happiness that settled on so many people. I would go into a grocery store or visit to my eye doctor, and people were smiling. And it was wonderful to be able to see their smiles. And more than this, to be actually with them, to have an ease of communication, and to be free of that sense of nearness being a cause for panic and in confusion. There's the reopening of the churches, and so many people have said to me what a thrill it was and what a uh, gift of joy simply to go to Mass and to pray as we always had prayed. What I find also remarkable about the past six months is the resilience of humans. Oh, there's been quite a bit of grousing, there were some uh, a great many tragedies, losing so many people to the epidemic. But there is a wonderful resilience. And there's also the power of human ingenuity. And I think of how the vaccines were so rapidly developed and deployed among the population. I remember as a child the polio epidemics of the late 40s and early 50s, and how we had to live with them, and the, the devastation they often caused, but how, in fact, with the development of the Salk and then the Sabine uh, vaccines, it simply stopped, and there was such a, a relief. But there was always a sense, even in the midst of the uh, epidemic, a, a sense of of human resilience, a sense of continuing on, a sense of being helpful and hopeful as well. But we also have to realize that as we look 
at the past six months. The epidemic has caused some significant social and civic disruption. The economy has been deeply affected, and of course there have been all sorts of predictions now on what will happen and what not. But of course, I think that we have to face uh, some of these changes and hopefully a kind of return to normality with a great deal of hope and a great deal of calmness, I think. But in looking backwards, we want to look forward. I think the question we ask is, what have we learned and how do we use that knowledge? There has been, quite frankly, some confusion, especially at the beginning of the epidemic, on how best to react to it, how best to remain safe, uh, what is it that uh, that we do now, what kinds of social and political decisions have to be made. And of course, almost every uh, disaster such as an epidemic comes as a surprise because very few people remember the last major uh, epidemic. And in uh, our own time, there are different circumstances in which the epidemic spreads which calls for sometimes novel approaches, but yet uh, an understanding that there are certain human goods that are always at stake and they must be addressed. But I think one of the realities, and we've learned a lot, and I hope the lesson will stay with us and grant us a certain amount of wisdom, but we often have to ask ourselves, Where do we place our faith in trust? You know, we are often called to follow the science, but of course there was quite a little controversy over the science we were supposed to follow. Things changed over time as we learned more. But where do we place our faith in trust? Obviously, the first instance is in God, in his mercy and goodness, and even in the dark times, part of our lives. It is an experience that Jesus himself went through, but emerged victorious in the resurrection. We also, I think, place our trust in the simple goodness of the human communities of which we have long been a a part even in uh, spite of the great disruptions and in some of the violence that was occasioned, there is a sense of, of family that is important, a sense of community, and a sense of our responsibility to others. For looking forward, I think there is a profound desire for a return to a healthy and supportive form of human relations a reestablishment of what, in the strongest sense, is the meaning of community. How do we relate to each other? What is the basis of that human uh, community? How does it emerge from the, the family structure, which is the foundation of every society, really? And how do we reawaken this? How do we reform these? There is a temptation to use a crisis 
to alter forms of a decent and healthy culture for political advantage or power-seeking. So it is important as we look forward to be very clear about the foundational principles by which we operate as a society, as a political order, and simply as, as individuals. Christians specifically, I think, are called to a deeper understanding of the meaning of Christian hope and fortitude, of what it means never to be overcome, never to lose one's faith, but always be rooted in the victory of Jesus Christ. And in that hope, how to face what occurs to us with great courage and great dedication as well. For we are called upon to give witness. But I think one of the greatest lessons that we are reminded of, and it was part of the Christian and Jewish understanding from the very beginning, is that humans are made for each other. To be fully human is to be in relationship, first with God and then with those who are made in him, his image. Anyone who is near to us is a neighbor. And we are made for each other because it is only in being with others that we realize the deepest part of our individual personality. We cannot develop a decent sense of ourselves outside of a community. And of course, for Christians, this means the community of believers. And it is that community of believers that is called upon in these uh, difficult times, these challenging times, to give witness to the power of God's image in our human being, to the meaning of human dignity, and to the understanding of a future and of a profound hope. <laughs> 